Hey girl, welcome to the Purity After Promiscuity podcast where we're redefining a woman's worth. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and I thank you all for tuning in every week, every Friday. I release content and I am just so um, honored and I'm just so just blessed every time I see that someone's stream that someone's listening I hope it's blessing you I hope it's helping you I hope it's adding value to your life I want to say thank you to all my loyal listeners my subscribers my tribe you guys are awesome you're the best I appreciate you so much I thank you thank you thank you you keep me going you help me to to make to have the just the strength every week to get up and do it again because it's not easy y'all it ain't easy because your girl be going through some things okay but yes i appreciate each and every one of you and my new listeners you guys y'all don't know how encouraging it is when i see um that i have a new listener when i look at the analytics you know it it just is it's, it's so meaningful you guys will never know and so you guys are so awesome you guys matter you're the best i thank you all for taking time out of your lives to listen to 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 um even tune in to value what i have to say what i believe is what will be valuable to you you know i know that we have busy lives and i don't take it for granted and i appreciate each and every one of you guys for taking time out of your life to come and chill with your girl so yes thank you thank you thank you all my beautiful ladies queens you're you're amazing you're worthy you're valuable you're beautiful everything know that believe that tell yourself that get up in the mirror and if you don't believe it say it until you do look in the mirror and say i am beautiful i am worthy i am victorious i am strong i am intelligent i am valuable i am loved Come on now, say it, decree it over yourself. Look in the mirror. I know when I used to do it, it was times I couldn't even say it. I would just look in the mirror and tears would fall down my eyes. But you know what? Sometimes we just got to start where we at. We got to start where we at. And if that's where you at, sis, it's okay. It's okay. You're not the only one, but I encourage you, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Because eventually... You can, you're going to be able to say it. Eventually, you're going to be able to look at yourself and say, I am beautiful. Eventually, you're going to be able to look at yourself and say, I am loved. Eventually, you will be able to look at yourself and say, God loves me. Eventually, you will be able to look at yourself and you will say, I am worthy. You'll be able, and then eventually, you'll believe it. Come on now. You'll believe it. Sometimes we got to speak over ourselves. We can't always depend on somebody else to validate us and affirm us. Since we got to affirm ourselves and we have to affirm each other. So I'm here today to say, sis, you, you the bomb. Okay. You the bomb. You're amazing. You ain't no other you. You're the only you. You're an exclusive. Okay. And God didn't make no mistake. God did not make no mistake. So I just want you to know you are amazing. You are talented. You're gifted. You have so much to offer the world. You are not worthless. You're not stupid. None of that. Stop speaking those negative words over yourself, sis. Stop receiving other people's negative words. That's just their opinion. Let them have it. But you don't receive that. You're fearfully and wonderfully made know that you're the apple of God's eye know that when God created you he looked at you he said it is very good know that 
He didn't make no mistakes. He created you the exact way he wanted you to be. And anything that needs to change, he'll change it. You don't have to change yourself, alter yourself. You don't change. have to change your physical appearance. You don't have to dress different. You don't have to do none of that. If people can accept you for who you are, so what? They're lost. But you are that, sis. You fine. You're amazing. And, and whoever is blessed enough to have you in their life, trust me. They are winning. So I just wanted to say that. I don't know who needs to hear that. Maybe even me. Sometimes I got to remind myself. Sometimes I got to encourage myself. And sometimes that's just what we got to do, y'all. Because it is our worth. We're redefining our worth. We, we have to ident- come into our identity. We have, to, we have to really know and discover our value. Because before anybody else is going to be able to see our value, we got to see it first. Come on now. You a queen. And the queen don't come off her throne. She don't remove her crown. She sits and she's poised. She's poised. She's confident. She's secure in who she is. And some of us have to get there. Some of us are on our way there. It's okay. The goal is to be there and stay there. Amen. So yes, come on now. I just want us to start walking in that, in the truth. Walking in the truth, Lord. Uh, walking in the truth that the Lord has said about us. He He said and when the knowledge of the truth will set us free. And so it's time for us to be free from all these lies. All these lies. All these lies that we speak over each other. All these lies we speak over ourselves. All these lies that culture and, and, and society, social media try to, you know, just really indoctrinate our mind with. It's time out for that. Be you. Be uniquely you. And kill it period whatever your style is whatever you know your identity is be that and do it proud do it boldly like don't feel like you got to shrink back don't feel like you got to change to fit into somebody else's mold break the mold and make them fit into your mold come on now it's your time sis And I just want to encourage you that you ain't got to walk defeated, that you ain't got to walk, you know, continue to be held down by your past, by your mistakes, you know, about about what you didn't have, by what happened to you. As much as those things are realities, guess what? It don't define your entire life. It don't define you at all. And so we have to begin to stop allowing ourselves to be put in these boxes, and, and to accept these labels that don't belong to us. It's time for us to just to just walk boldly in who we are. Period. And, and be unashamed and unapologetic about it. For real. Seriously. Like, because I know too many times, I know me, I didn't have to dummy myself down. Or I felt like I had to change. Or I felt like I had to look like everybody else. Or I felt like everybody else wearing their hair like this, I got to wear, you know, my hair like that. Everybody else dressing like this, I got to dress like that. Everybody, Because I felt like that's who I, what, that's the part I needed to play. Or that's the look I needed to have to have some type of, you know, acceptance. And, and it's like, for real? Why do I got to change me to be accepted? Like, where, why? Where they do that at? Why can't I just be me and you accept me for me? And then on the flip side, if you don't accept me for me, why can't I accept that? 
why do we have such a hard time accepting when things just don't work out or something or someone is just not for us? Why is it that it's almost like it's forbidden? Let's talk about that. Because we we really need to talk about our attachment styles here. Um, So that is what this episode is about. Um, It's about attachment styles because our attachment style shapes our entire world. It shapes how we go about just moving throughout life from the time we're a child, from the time we're infant until we die. Our attachment style matters. But what's interesting is I heard someone say, um, I think it was on a podcast some months ago, how when you really love someone and you're really healthy in your relationship, that person should have the option to leave and it be okay. I thought, wow, (laughs) I never heard nobody say that. And then when he when he started saying was, he was like, too many times we love people in fear. Come on. Let's talk about that, though. So many times we love people in fear where we're so afraid they're going to leave us. We're so afraid that they're going to, you know, cheat on us. We're so afraid that they're just going to do something to hurt us that we, we love them in fear. And we, we almost like we try to smother them or we try to force them to, to, to be in this relationship. We try to force them to love us. We try to force them to respect us. We try to force them, you know, to earn our trust. You know, we find ourselves questioning their every move. Where are you going? Why are you doing that? Who calling you? Who texting you? What you doing? You know, cause we're, we're, we're all trying to, in doing that, we're trying to attempt to find some level of security for our insecurity or our fear, right? We're trying to find some level of, 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 you know, like of comfort that this person is going to be here and this person wants to be here, right? But here's the thing. Sometimes you just not a good fit for a person. That is, sometimes it's not even the fact that you ain't pretty. It's not the fact that you ain't got a certain kind of body. It's not the fact that you ain't do this or that. Sometimes it's just that the connection ain't there. Y'all just not a good fit. So why is it not okay to walk away? Why feel like you got to force a relationship that's not meant to be? To, to, to just to validate your own insecurity and fear. Why? Or say the person do cheat. Say they just untrustworthy. Why is it not okay for you to leave? Why do you feel like you got to stay? Like, why be compelled? And, and here, here's the thing. I'm not talking really to married people right now because I don't really want to ever weigh in on something that, you know, really I'm not, I haven't experienced. And really that's a different type of relationship. That's one that really has another level of commitment. And it's not one that can be easily walked away from. And so if someone is married, I don't want you to hear what I'm saying and think that I'm dismissing anything you may be going through or that I'm just, you know, being insensitive because that's not the case since I understand. I understand about covenant and I understand it's not easy when you're married. However, when you're not married, it's, we have a lot more opportunity to make certain decisions in, in relationships, especially if they're not for us. Especially if a person not for us. We're not committed. We don't have to stay. And oftentimes, it's like we put these boundaries where we put these parameters on people and relationships as though we're in a covenant, like we're married and like that person cannot leave us or we can't leave them. But who told us that? 
If a person is not loving you, if a person is dis- disrespecting you, if a person is mistreating you, my God, what makes you think you got to stay? And they're not even your spouse. That's the, the covenant of marriage is the only one that is, again, meant to not be broken. That's the only one. In the Bible, the only relationship that is said that God did not create to end in separation is marriage. If you're courting, dating, engaged, all of those things, you don't have that same responsibility. And oftentimes we enter into relationships, friendships, situationships, all of these things with that level of commitment or with that level of expectation. And it's like, why do we even have that? Because here's the thing. If, if there's clear signs that it's just like we, we just don't work together. If it's clear signs that we're not compatible. If it's clear signs we're on two different planets and we're heading in two different directions. Why waste each other's time? Why be so selfish and, and be so fearful to let a person go? Especially if you say you love them. Because if you love them, you want the best for them. And if you're not the best for them, why not want them to go be available so they can receive the best for them and even for yourself because if you're not the best for them that means they're not the best for you so why not let them go so you can make room for the one who is the best for you to come into your life but too many times we want to hold on we hold on to these situations we hold on to situationships man i, I know of people who didn't been in whole situations for years and years holding on to a hope that it's going to turn into something else i guess that it's gonna some kind of way morph into a relationship that's gonna go i don't know where but we do that we are guilty i'm guilty and really it's not even about holding on to hope it's really about holding on to a fear a fear of being alone a fear of being rejected a fear of being abandoned right and so it's like, we got to look at the way we, like, what is our motive in these relationships? And what is our attachment style? How do we attach, right? What does that even mean? Your attachment style is simply the way you attach to in relationships. It could be a working relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a romantic relationship. It could be a family relationship. But what is the, it's just the way you connect. It's the way you attach in relationships, Right. And your attachment style is cultivated in our childhood. It it begins to be defined in our childhood based on whatever the interactions we had with the adults in our lives. Whether it's our parents, our grandparents, guardians, aunt, uncle, you know, foster parents, whatever. Whoever were the guardians, the ones who were nurturing us, the ones that were spending most of our time with, the ones who are raising us, the ones who are caring for us consistently in our lives. Those are the people who shape our attachment styles because based on the way they engage with us is how we develop, how we engage with other people, even them. So for me... I discovered back in March of this year that I have an insecure, anxious, or ambivalent attachment style. And so as I read the description of the behaviors of an individual with this particular anxious attachment style, it was almost as if I was literally reading this article about myself. The habits, the behaviors, the mindset, you know, just all of it, everything it was saying. Like, and this is an article that was written by a, a psychologist, you know, that I ain't never met a day in my life. 
an article that was you know written a while ago but it's like I literally saw myself and I knew like that's what it is because I couldn't figure out why it seemed like I continued to be a to attach to the same type of person and I couldn't figure out why I had the type of relationship I had with my mother I just couldn't figure out certain things about myself and so I in, in looking and trying to understand it I stumbled across these articles and it changed my life and see the 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 ultimate attachment style is secure it's just a secure attachment style there's no other word behind it you just want to have a secure attachment style that is when you're healthy you have healthy boundaries you know you are able to connect and attach in a healthy way you're able to engage with another individual in a a healthy way your motives are healthy you know your responses everything is is healthy right it is beneficial it is fruitful it is good right that is really the goal for everyone but a lot of us because of the way we were raised the environment we were raised in you know the the family we were raised in or what have you a lot of us have insecure attachments now the thing about the insecure attachment that you're you have you're insecure and something else so you could be insecure avoidant you can be insecure anxious um and there was another one i don't remember but I am the insecure um, anxious. And then as I continue to read, it broke down the type of people, especially romantically, that you would be, that you would always want to attach to. And that was the person who was insecure avoidant. So when I read the insecure avoidant attachment, what it was, how it developed and what the behaviors and, you know, what were the, what was, you know, just like the, everything that, you know, um, correlated to it and related to it. It was almost literally like I was reading literally about my ex, like verbatim. And I thought that was so profound because I'm like, wow, it's funny how. When you have an insecure attachment style, you often attach to other people who have insecure attachment styles. You don't really find that you attach with people who have secure attachment styles because it's like night and day. And so it's like in in reading this, it brought so much light to just areas. It brought so much clarity to areas that I had been really trying to understand. Like, because I wanted to understand why did I keep being attracted to the same type of guy? I've said it in an an episode um, previously. It was like, I literally dated the same guy over and over and over. He had a different face literally i can't even make this up they all had the same type of personality they all had the same behaviors they all had the same type of life uh upbringing childhood experiences they all like had the same type of issues they all some of them said the same type of things verbatim can't even make this up literally it was so it was so weird that i had to sit back with myself like wait a minute something ain't right here something ain't right and I just can't make myself believe that it's all the men that it's all them there's something going on with me 
there's something in me that keep landing me in the same place and I needed to understand it and what I found was it was the fact that I had such an insecure attachment style and I continued to attract mates and people in my life who also had insecure attachment styles so now you have two insecure people two with two insecure unhealthy attachment styles trying to come together in a relationship and it always ended in chaos and destruction always and what was interesting is one thing that it said was the insecurities in me will often be drawn to the insecurities in them and we would feed off each other in a very toxic unhealthy cycle and everything that it was saying in these articles was true and so I was like wow and and I couldn't believe it. it even with my mom it even gave me understanding of why I have such a tumultuous and distant relationship with my mom like me and my mom don't connect on an emotional level we don't we don't have we don't have an affectionate relationship we don't even have a close relationship like we don't even barely talk all like that we can go months without even having a conversation and that'd be normal like we we don't see each other for months months and months and that's normal she don't live far from me you know like I don't feel bad I don't feel like sad I don't feel like oh I miss my mom none of that like you know what I'm saying if I talk to her I talk to her you know and then if she called me a lot of times it's only because she needs something like we just have no type of emotional affectionate intimate connection whatsoever it's like we're just distant you know what I mean and it's been like that for a long time it's been like that for ever since I can remember. But what I had to start realizing, the more I started doing my research into attachment styles, the more I realized that my mother also had an insecure, insecure, anxious attachment style. When I was able to really sit back and look at it and continue to read this information and think about my mom and thinking about the things I, I know that she went through in her childhood, think about the type of parent my grandmother was and the things I know that, you know, how my grandmother dealt with my mom and different things like that. It, it, it made so much sense. It was like, you know, because the way she attached to her mother and, and the issues and, and, the, and the, the ambivalence that she had in her relationship with her mother, she then turned around and projected that same thing to me because she didn't know how to connect to her own mother in an intimate way, in an in emotionally, in an affectionate way, in a healthy way. She doesn't have a relation, a healthy relationship with my grandmother. So in turn, of course, she can't have one with me because she didn't never, she probably don't know that she has an insecure attachment style. So she's never gotten the help. She's never went through the process of healing. She's never went through the process of wholeness and, you know, to unlearn these, these, um, you know, bad behaviors to then in turn replace them with the healthy behaviors to become is to become secure in her attachments she had never done that so for her she didn't went through her entire life just attaching to relationships to having relationships and and just moving along the way she always had and to her she 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 probably don't think nothing wrong but what happened was she passed down to me her same her same insecure attachment style. So I found myself almost literally following in my mom's footsteps. It is certain things that I have done in my life that my mom has done the same exact thing. And I didn't even know at the time. It was almost like this, just this innate thing. It was just almost like I was literally just following in her footsteps, even unconsciously. 
And I just was reading this information. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It makes so much sense. It's so profound. But then it's like, now what do I do? Now what? Now I have to figure out going through the process of healing and figure and, and to become secure in my attachments. Because the only way is to, to become secure, you actually have to begin to identify your actual insecure attachment style and begin to uproot or deconstruct that that you know that attachment style and then you have to learn how to have a secure attachment and one of the main ways they say to learn how to have a secure attachment is to actually get into a relationship with a secure or it could be a friendship because it's just any type of intimate relationship with a person with a secure attachment style and I thought like well that's interesting because if I have an insecure one, they have a secure one. How's that going to work? But, you know, it did also talk about, you know, the therapy and the different, um, you know, the different like um, processes that you could go through to actually learn um, how to have a, a secure attachment style. But I say that to say, like, a lot of times we are in relationships and the way we attach in relationships is just unhealthy, period. Like... It's just based all on fear, insecurity, a void, a need. It's not based on having a mutual, reciprocal, healthy relationship. Because when you're healthy in your relationships, you you give people you give people their freedom to make their own choices. You don't try to manipulate them. You don't try to force them. You don't try to uh, you know persuade them, convince them to do what you want them to do. And I found in my relationships that's exactly what I was doing. I continue to try to force and manipulate and convince and persuade my ex and even the men before him to, to do what it was I wanted them to do. I wanted them to stay. So when even when they wanted to leave, oftentimes I found myself, you know, really pleading and begging for them to stay. Oftentimes I found myself willing to change, willing to do something different, willing to accept their mess, willing to, you know, allow them to, you know, continue to disrespect me to cheat. Just if they would stay. Oftentimes, you know, I would find myself, you know, uh, just threatening certain things or, you know, just just doing all kind of weird stuff to try to keep them from leaving or to try to get them to stay. But it really wasn't about them because we in a whole toxic relationship. Like, ain't nobody happy at this point. However, it was about me. It was about my fear of not wanting to be alone. It was about my insecurities, my voice, my need to my neediness, right? It was about me. It was about what I wanted. And so it was like I didn't even give a person that I said I loved the freedom to make a choice. And if, even if that choice meant that they chose to leave me to go find something that was better for their own happiness, for their own sanity, right? I didn't even give that to myself. I didn't give myself the freedom to make the choice to leave for my own happiness for my own sanity because I was so desperate and I was so needy and my my attachment was so insecure the foundation of my relationship was so insecure it was based on fear my fear and I'm like who can relate how many of us really have are even still doing that even right now because if you really love someone and if you know that you're not making them happy or they're not happy, why can't you let them go? 
and why and if and if you let him go why why it gotta be you know like animosity why you why why it gotta be angry and bitter why why is it that you gotta you know make them paint them to be a bad person because they chose to make a choice for their own life and their own happiness why we gotta look at that we gotta understand like wait a minute that's not love when you look up in the bible in first corinthians 13 4 and 8 and it describes love it says love is patient love is kind you know it, it, it rejoices in the truth it doesn't keep a record of wrongs you know all of these things it hopes all things it bears all things it believes all things it never fails you know it, it it's a lover of justice it doesn't demand its own way so when you read these things that what it says love is and when you look at selfishness when you look at fear when you look at manipulation when, when you look at forcing when you look at guilting when you look at condemning, when you look at keep rubbing something, uh, bringing something in somebody's face, continue to keep in the records are wrong. That's not love. Being so afraid to walk away from a situation that you know is tearing you down, that you know is making you miserable. Love is not making you stay there, baby. Let's just be honest. Let's just speak, speak facts. Love ain't making you stay. It's your fear. It's your desperation. It's your neediness that's keeping you there. Because why would love, something as beautiful as love, keep you in a, in a situation that's destroying you? See, that's the lie we feed ourselves. I love him so much. Because that's what I used to say to myself. When I continue to stay in my toxic relationship, I was toxic. He was toxic. He ain't the only one. Yeah, his behaviors were a lot different. But at the end of the day, I had insecure attachments. I had issues. I brought baggage. I had my own drama that I brought into the relationship. I may not have done the things he did, but I'm not innocent in it. However, I was miserable. I was miserable. I was unhappy. But I kept lying to myself saying, I love him, so I'm going to stay. I love him, so I'm going to for try to forgive him i love him so i'm not gonna give up on us i love him you know i, lo- I kept let i kept telling myself that but i never stopped to consider what does love really mean and is this really love or is this lust is this a factuation is this fear because the truth be told is why would i think love gonna make me miserable why would i think love gonna hurt me why would I think love would destroy me? Why would I? Who told me that? And see, that's something I learned as a child. I learned that love hurts you. I learned that love violates you. I learned that love abused you because as a child, I was abused by someone who said they love me. I was violated by someone who said they love me. So I learned as a child that love hurts. I learned as a child that love violates, love abuse. So it was normal for me. So I found myself continuing to be in these toxic relationships that were not based on love. They were based on fear. They were based on lies that I told myself. They were based on insecurity. 
and I couldn't understand as much as I desired to have a healthy relationship and have a loving, you know, relationship, why I couldn't have one. Because even if I met a man who was secure, who was loving, who was faithful, right? Who was affectionate, who was caring, who was kind, all of the things, right? I still was going to bring my insecure attachment style. I was still going to bring my trust issues. I was still going to bring my fear. I was still going to bring my, you know, all of my drama, all of my hurt, all of my pain, all of my past experience that I had not worked through, that I had not healed from, that I had not let go. I was still going to do that. And so I probably would have sabotaged it. I probably would have messed it up. But I never really realized how I attached to people. Even my own mother, like I said, we have a very just distant relationship. We don't have a mother-daughter relationship. When I'm going through something, y'all, and I'm having a hard time, and, and I need somebody to go to, I need someone to talk to, I need a shoulder to cry on, I need some wisdom, I do not call my mother. It is sad to say, but I do not. Because I don't even connect with her like that. My mother don't even know me. And it's and it's actually normal to me. It doesn't, like, I don't feel, I don't have no, like, sometimes I do feel bad because I desire to have that mother-daughter relationship, but it doesn't really affect me that I don't anymore. And I just, I just couldn't understand that. Like, why don't I even want to connect with my mom? And it's just because just the way that life and um, just growing up and, and the way that my attachment style and her attachment style is because they both were insecure. We just didn't know how. She didn't know how to connect with me in an intimate way, in a healthy way. And in turn, that's what she passed on to me. So I didn't know how to connect with her. And now it's a cycle. So the way my grandmother didn't attach to her mother, because my grandmother, she had a very unhealthy, toxic relationship with her mother. So it's like, it's a cycle. So the, the insecure attachment my grandmother had with her mother, she passed down to my mother. My mother passed it down to me. And I probably passed it down to my children. If I'm honest. So it's so much deeper than just having a romantic relationship, a healthy relationship. It's like when we don't know things, then we can't do anything about it. And we can't stop it. And the goal is to stop the cycle. To stop the cycle. Right? But you don't know what you don't know. So I'm here to say, sis, sometimes it's deeper than, you know, you just keep being in these, uh, you know, relationships that that end up toxic or end up unhealthy. Sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes it's deeper than, oh, I just can't seem to pick the right guy. Sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes it's deeper than, you know, me and my mom, we just don't get along or me and my dad or me and my siblings, whatever. Sometimes it's deeper than that. Sometimes it's deeper than I can't really connect with my child. I don't really love my uh, like love on my child in a physical way. Like I don't really show a lot of affection. 
Because just because you don't show affection don't mean you don't love them. What that means is you don't know how to show love physically. You don't know how to connect physically. You absolutely very well do love your child. However, have you ever sat back and noticed? Do you hug your child? Do you kiss your child? And if you do, how do they respond? Because things, these are things that are subconscious. These are things that just happen and we just repeat these cycles over and over again and we don't even know and because it's normal to us it's not going to be abnormal if we don't show a lot of affection to our child it's not going to be abnormal to us because we didn't show a lot of affection to our child to to our parent because our parent didn't show a lot of affection to us so sometimes we repeat these cycles over and over again and we just are we think they're just normal oh we just not affectionate in our family come on now has any of y'all said that before like we don't do all that lovey-dovey stuff you know, we don't, we don't be doing all that, you know, we don't do all that hugging and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? We don't, you know, we don't do all that. You know, we love each other though. Or do you know somebody who said that? Why don't you show affection to the people you love? Why not? Why not? Why don't you hug on your family? Why not? Why don't you kiss on your babies? Why not? Who told you what that that's not a good thing? That is a part of love. Love is not a word. It is an action. When you love someone, you show them in your actions, right? So I'm like, man, we got to get it together, sis. We got to figure out what's going on with us. We can't keep blaming everybody else. And yes, some people had their blame. They had a fault. However, we it's time for us to look at ourselves. We're not going to get to become these women that we desire to be. We're not going to discover our uh, our identity and our purpose. We're not going to redefine our worth if we're not ready and willing to really look at ourselves and look at the things in us that need to change. Look at the, the things in us that are not right. Look, in, look at the, the, the wounds and issues in us that we need to, that need healing. It start with us. We can't just expect everything on the outside just to automatically change. We have to change first. And then everything else will follow. And if you want to have secure relationships, if you want to have healthy relationships, if you want to be able to connect and attach with someone on an emotional and physical level, if you want to have healthy boundaries, if you want to be secure in yourself, then you have to do the work. It's on you, sis. You can't expect nobody to come into your life and do that for you. And so it's not easy. No, but it's worth it. I would do it again and again and again. I've said it before. I'm in counseling. Been going to counseling since February 2020 and I'm not ashamed about it. Why? Because I'm, I'm desperate for my healing because I already know what it's like to be unhealthy. I already know what it's like to be broken. I already know what it's like to be insecure. I already know what it's like to be wounded. I know what that's like and I know what that's gotten me. So it's like I need healing. I need wholeness. I need to be able to work through my issues. I need to be able to let go of the past. I need to be able to forgive. I need to be able to heal. I need to be able to learn healthy habits, healthy boundaries, secure attachment. I need to be able to learn these things so I can have the, these amazing, wonderful, fruitful, uh, healthy relationships. So I can be a better mother to my children. So I can be a better friend. So I can be a better daughter. So I can be one day a good wife. 
But I can't expect that just to all magically happen. I have to participate in that. And so I'm just saying today, sis, let's go deeper. You know, I'm going to link the um, the articles in the description box. So hopefully you'll be able to just click on the link. I'm going to do my best to let it be um, a clickable link. And you can look at these um, articles. They are verified articles. They are articles written by actual psychologists. This attachment style, you can talk to any counselor, any therapist. They will let you know that th these things are true. These things are real. And these things are what defines the way we approach and we um behave in relationships and, and it may bring clarity to you it may like for me it may literally bring make like the light bulb go off and give you understanding of of yourself or give you understanding of why your relationships are the way they are or give you understanding of why you at keep attracting the same type of person right but it what knowledge is power once you know now you have the power to do something with it. Take your power, sis, and become. Become this woman you want to be. Become this healthy, amazing, secure woman. Become this woman who knows her worth and her value. Become this woman who knows the worth and value of others. Become this woman who's not going to settle for less. Become this woman who is going to stand on her own convictions. Become this woman who is not going to continue to dummy herself down to fit into somebody else's mold. Become. Become the type of woman that you know that you were created to be. But you have to participate in that. And that's going to require doing some work. That's going to require doing some research. That's going to require going to counseling or therapy. That's going to require doing something. Praying something. So you can start see the change. Seeing the change that I know you want to see. So that's all I got for this week. It's just really just the importance of our attachment styles, y'all. And just really what our motives is in our relationships, right? And how we view relationships and what's really keeping us in relationships. Or what's really even drawing us to relationships. Is it love or is it fear? And if we're in an abusive, if we're in a toxic, if we're in an unhealthy relationship, what's keeping us there? Because it's not love. Don't be deceived. It's not love. If a person is hurting you physically and they're consciously doing it, they know what they're doing. They're tearing you down. They're verbally abusive, mentally abusive, spiritually abusive, physically abusive, sexually abusive. You know, come on. That's not love. And if you're in a relationship and you do love the person, but you know you're not a right fit or they or they want to walk away. Love them enough to let them. Love yourself enough to know that if they want to walk away, it's okay. Because you're still valuable. You're still worthy. You're still amazing. You're still beautiful. And somebody else will come in your life and affirm just that. But we have to do away with all these negative and toxic cycles and behaviors and bad habits. If we want to see some differences, we got to do something different. But again, it start with us. 
I had to stop blaming everybody else. I had to stop blaming my past. I had to stop blaming my parents for, you know, what they didn't do and how they didn't protect me and how they didn't love me and how they didn't this. I had to stop blaming, you know, my ex for all the things he did. I had to take responsibility for me. And I had to take my own power to say, you know what? I don't have to continue to be here. I don't have to continue to be this woman. I don't have to continue to be in this space. I don't have to continue to be broken. I can be whole. I can be healed. I don't have to be held hostage to my past any longer. I deserve happiness. I deserve joy. I deserve the life that I desire to have. But I have to be the one willing to do the work. And I had to be the one who was willing to go on the journey to discover like, why do I keep being in the same place? Why do I keep literally find myself going in circles? Why? And I had to and I had to be willing to accept the truth. That I had a that I had a problem. That I was messed up. I had some issues. I was insecure. Now, I already knew I was insecure, but I didn't know it was a whole word for it. I didn't know I had an insecure attachment style, but it was true. And I had to accept it. But I had to also accept that I don't have to stay there. Just because I was there then don't mean that I had to stay there. And I had to make a choice. And you have a choice today, sis. You can choose healing. You can choose wholeness. You can choose happiness. Baby girl, you can choose you. Some of us got to stop choosing other people over ourselves. Stop choosing a man over you. Stop choosing, stop choosing his happiness, his comfort. Stop, choo- stop choosing, you know, his emotional well-being over yours. You matter too. It's time to choose you, baby. It's time to choose you and to pour into you and to love you. And everything else shall fall into place. So that's all I want to say today. I hope you guys receive it. I hope you understand that it is it we really have to be willing. We really have to humble ourselves and be willing to admit that we got we got problems. We need help. The way we've been living, it's just we need to make some changes. And then we have to be willing to do the work. So I hope you all look in the description box that you guys click the links and just look at the information. You're not obligated to do anything. You're not signing up for anything. It's just knowledge. It's just awareness. Sometimes that's all we need. Sometimes we just need that knowledge. We just need that understanding. We just need we just need to put words to what it is we're experiencing. And sometimes that's the key to unlock our healing, right? And so that's what it that's what this podcast is about us growing, us healing, us redefining our words, us becoming together as a, as sisters, right? I'm rooting for you. I mean, I'm encouraging you. It's not all lost. You don't have to stay there. You're worth it. Fight for you, sis. You done fought so hard for so many other people, so many other things. Fight for you. Fight for your worth. Fight for your healing right fight for you baby so that you can look in the mirror and tell yourself that you love you so i appreciate you all i hope this content added value to your life i hope it's a blessing to you and i'll see you next time
Hey queens, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode, Attachments on the Purity After Promiscuity Podcast. I'm your host, Janelle Renee, and you guys can reach out, connect, like, share, leave a review. Um, if you want to connect with me, you can hit me up on Instagram at Janelle Renee underscore one, or you can email me at purity after promiscuity uh, at gmail.com. Um, I would love to connect with you, hear from you, um, just to conversate with you. Um, and, you know, I just want to, you know, be able to just hear from you guys and hear how the podcast is being a blessing, how it's adding value, how it's helping you. You know, again, that's an encouragement for me to keep going. Um, because it's not always easy to get up here to be transparent to tell you guys the things I'm going through my issues my struggles but you know I do it because I know that I'm not the only one and if I can help somebody else then that that's the blessing for me and so I'm thankful for you all and I just appreciate you all and I pray that you guys really really take time to look at these articles so you can begin to identify your attachment style and then you will have a key to be able to go and make the changes you know to do the work to do get the healing you need so you can begin to have secure attachment style so you can have that amazing life and relationships and family relationships and relationships with your kids that I know you desire because I do too so I just thank you all once more and until we meet again just know your past does not define you. It develops you and you are worthy.